Welcome to the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I'm Sam Martz. I'm Derek Smarts. And I'm Johnny FD. We're self-made entrepreneurs who invest our own money and use modern technology to invest like a boss. Join us each week for exclusive interviews with our network of modern investors, business owners, and multimillionaires to discover new ways to invest our hard-earned cash. Hey, bosses, and happy 2024. Welcome to a quarterly update. Sam is freezing cold. Looks like he's in North Dakota. <laughs> I feel like I'm in North Dakota. It's been time since I've been in cold weather like this. Where are you? The whole year hot. Is it Carolinas? I'm in South Carolina. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it supposed to be warm there? No, no. South Carolina in the winter, it will snow uh, occasionally. There's been some Christmases here that have been totally white, but it's usually, it's pretty rare. But yeah, I would okay. say um, on average, it's getting down to freezing, getting down to freezing at night in the day. It's been, you know, it's been pretty nice. That's, that's good at least. But man, when you wake up, you wake up and it's just like, the, when you go outside, the frost is, the ground's all frozen and stuff. It's like, it's cold. Well, I am in Chiang Mai where it's uh, warm as, as always. Uh, yeah. So I'm pretty happy. Is it warm or is it, you know, you get those like handful of days with a little bit of chill in the air Yeah, in Northern Thailand and it's quite nice. The, the, the nights gets a little bit, a little bit chilly, which is nice. It's nice to sleep. I mean, I came from minus like, you know, five, 10 in Ukraine. So this is, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is a miracle for me. I'm still walking around in shorts and a t-shirt most of the days. Uh-huh. So we just uh, today's January first. So let me be the first to say to you and to all the all the bosses listening, very happy New Year. We're officially into twenty twenty four. Johnny, how are you feeling about the New Year? Very good. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh-huh. Uh, did you celebrate? I'm, I'm assuming you didn't. If you're in <laughs> South Carolina, no, I went to sleep about eight thirty. Ah, uh, wow. All yeah. right. Is that the jet lag or just no? No, I, I think I think the last three or four New Years, I've no matter where I've been, I've been asleep. Definitely before the ball drops. I just, I, I like to do like a little quiet thing, you know, do a little bit of reflection. You know, last night I had my parents over. We did a fire pit in the backyard, had a good bottle of wine, some dinner, and then go home, you know, say some say some blessings for the new year and just another day, another dollar. All right. Well, that's nice. What, what do you think I did? Based on the fact that it sounds like you got drunk and hung over on Christmas, I'd say you probably did about the same on New Year's. I was tempted. I was tempted uh-huh. to go for a walk, you know, light some lanterns in Taipei Gate, go over to Zoe in Yellow, hook up mm. with the backpacker. Yeah. Get drunk. No, I, I stayed in. Uh, partially, I, I felt a little bit off celebrating while the Russian invasion is still going on. Mm-hmm. And secondly... I'm just getting, uh, I don't know what the word is, because it's not getting old. It's getting, I think it's getting like wise, where I realize I can celebrate any any day of the year, but only on New Year's Eve are there no taxis home after the bar, (laughs) or you have to pay like 20 times as much. And I'm like, I know it's going to be a bad situation where I'm either going to end up having to walk like an hour home, drunk and just mm-hmm. annoyed. I'm going to you know, overpay for a taxi or wait forever, or I'm going to do something stupid, like get on someone's bike that, you know, that's drunk and like risk, you know, mm. risk getting an accident because there's so many drunk drivers. So yeah, I thought, you know what? I can, I can party any other day. I'm going to stay home. So I watched some Christmas movie nice. or New Year's movie on YouTube, stayed in, went to sleep early. I went to sleep at 11. But at midnight, the fireworks woke me up anyway. So I ended up walking outside and I can I can see it from where I'm staying. Okay. Well, plus you don't really drink. I mean, how often do you drink? No, no, I drink. You know, yeah. the last two years, I've been, you know, since Russia's war, I've been drinking a lot more. You know, okay. it's probably not a good thing, but I've definitely I been drinking. I know that. 
There's been yeah. multiple times when you and I have drank together, not that much. Like we've maybe had a bottle, we shared like a bottle of wine, and afterwards you're like, "I'm never drinking again." <laughs> that's the final. Yeah. That's the final one. <laughs> no, I'm drinking more now. I'm actually, I'm surprisingly like, I'm surprisingly drinking less. I'm buying more and more wine. I mean, I've got like a big supply in Spain, huge supply here in the U.S. Like, and I'm I'm rarely here, you know, but once you buy the wine fridge, it fills up pretty quick. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, I have like all these wine investments, probably have 3000 bottles now in London. Oh, my God. But I'm I'm starting so, to slow down. I'm sl I'm slowing yeah. down. I was I was drinking a glass or two basically every night for better part of three years. Once I started getting into wine, you know, I take a day, day a week off. But for the ma majority of nights, I would drink. Now I'm kind of like, yeah, I still enjoy it, but. Less than, you know, maybe, maybe three nights a week or something. I like having nights where I don't have any drinks because I sleep rock solid. I wake up feeling super fresh. Like one, one or two glasses doesn't really affect me, but I do feel, I do feel better when I, when I uh, don't have anything. So, and I don't feel the need to like be entertained like that. Yeah. Drinking wine for me was always like entertaining my evening, but now I don't really feel like I need that. I don't think our bodies need to fight off uh, the alcohol every single day of the week. But actually, what I have done since I got back to to uh, Thailand, mm -hmm. uh, which has helped me with my sleep, and I didn't realize this, but I, I have minor PS, uh, PTSD, like from from all the explosions, rocket attacks, and just the stress. Yeah. So I've been smoking a little bit of that, you know, the the, the green medicine. Uh -huh, yeah. And yeah, it's it's been very helpful actually. So you know, I, I normally just I'll, I'll take a little, smoke a little bit just before bed. Go you know go to sleep, and I'll just chill out and say, all right, I'm I'm, I'm gonna let it do do its thing. Get a good night's sleep. You know, my mind's not mind's not racing million, million miles. Mm. Well, I'm sorry to hear you got that that a uh, little bit of PTSD. I know you mentioned it last time. We've talked a couple of times. Sometimes you have to get out of like your normal environment to kind of realize you got got something there but yeah hopefully hopefully you can overcome it and for anyone that hasn't been to thailand in a while weed's now legal and there's literally a green neon sign on every single block <laughs> so so and dope yeah. it's pretty trashy looking to be honest no matter if you like weed mm. or not like it's just like these huge mcdonald's green looking signs yeah yeah so and dope like stone zone and all this it's just Oh, they it's have the greatest sloppy, names. But, All the yeah. names. <laughs> yeah, so I heard Ukraine has actually either already made it legal or in the process of making medical marijuana legal because they know it's going to be very helpful um, for all the mm. people coming back and just, you know, everybody going through it. I, I have a very minor case compared to the people who, you know, were in their frontline zones or in occupied cities. But I didn't I didn't realize how how stressed and kind of sensitive I was until I got to Thailand and you know you hear a random sound, uh, uh -huh. firework going off, mm -hmm. motorcycle like you know back spatter or something, some exhaust, and you just like you feel like you know your heart jumps and you just wake up and you're like oh man what was that? Yeah, wow. Well, I'm glad you recognized it and you're out of it now, buddy. So we should talk a little bit about the state of state of the world. How you how you feeling about it? Just but real quick for any of the. The new listeners to this, these are quarterly updates. So the first half of the episode, Johnny and I will talk about lifestyle, especially now with it being New Year's, we'll talk about um, kind of a wrap up of last year and and plans going forward in this year. And then the second half of the episode is where we're going to dive into our investments, talk about the performance of everything over the last year and what we plan to do in the year ahead. That is for patrons only because uh, John and I really kind of open up our dashboards and show exactly what's where. So we like to do that to a, a smaller private group. Yeah, and Sam could talk about the 3,000 bottles of wine he's invested in. <laughs> and I'll talk about 
how I've done uh, the exact opposite with my money. I, um, I have an asterisk on that one for the biggest mess of the year. Okay. Goes to that. Yeah. Oh God. Also, the Patreons, you guys have video and audio, uh, mm. but for some weird reason, the video is a bit choppy today. So we got to apologize for that. We can't figure out if it's mine or Sam's. I'm betting it's not my side because I have 500 megabytes up and down being in Chiang Mai. Yeah, it's a bit of a it's a debate. But for the first time, I think in uh, recent history, Johnny and I both honestly have excellent internet on both sides. I've got fiber optic here in South Carolina. Normally, we've got uh, like one of us is, is tethering off a phone or coming yeah. uh, the internet from next door because we're always on the road. But no, now actually we have great internet, but it's still a little choppy. But I'm assuming your your internet's through like Comcast or AT and T, one of these shady companies, these, these monopolies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say you yeah. got like 200 up and down, but really, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, it almost feels like you have a VPN on or something by accident. But hopefully, audio is clean. So we're we're twenty we're twenty twenty four. I, I thought I found this quite amazing actually. If you look back at the turmoil of the last five years with COVID and then the two wars breaking out, the S and P five hundred is is up eighty percent now, which is fifteen percent a year over the last five years. So the market's holding up. But Johnny, you've been living literally through a war on your front porch and backyard. But you know, you're out, you're traveling around now, you're obviously a worldly guy. Like what what do you how do you feel about the state of the world, kind of where we're heading? So we're actually in a very dangerous time. Uh, there's been more wars and conflicts in 2023 than there has been in, in at the end of any year for the last couple of decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it is, you know, just things, you know, things that were boiling up. Now that the U.S. is busy and the U.S. is kind of the the caretaker, the guardian, the you know, the guy that steps in and says, no, 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 you know, you know, you can't, you know, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. The U.S. is so busy that other countries are like, all right, well, this is our time now. And a lot of times, you know, it could be China wanted to take Taiwan, you know, which has been a conflict for 70 years now. Uh, it can be Venezuela wanting to take whatever that small oil rich country is right next to them that they just just found oil and you know Venezuela is in this terrible spot so they're like which, All right, which well. most people don't know that's not common news right like I've told a couple of people about it no one's aware of it that Venezuela invaded their neighbor yeah so it's Guyana which most people never heard of mm-hmm. and it's like you know Venezuela is ran you know ran by a dictator you know they're them it's, it's basically there was like a new world world order where it's Iran, Russia, China, mm-hmm. Venezuela, who else? Um, probably Cuba. You know, just like all the basically like evil supervillains of the world are like, all right, let's get together and let's just like cause a bunch of chaos and then do a cash grab. And Venezuela is one of the biggest oil producing countries in the world, but they completely mismanaged their 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 funds. You know, the, the history kind of goes back 20, 30 years, but basically the, the socialists or communist you know government was like, all right, well, let's just you know, privatize all industries. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll run everything. And they, they messed it up, but <laughs> they were able to float because oil prices were high. But as soon mm-hmm. as they weren't, <laughs> they got screwed. Yeah. Now they see, I forgot who invested in it. It was some, you know, Western countries found oil in Ghana, right next door, Guyana. Mm-hmm. And now Venezuela's like, oh, actually, that that's ours. So mm-hmm. they're, they're going to try to take it forcefully. So war. Yeah. So war, basically. You know, you mm-hmm. have that. 
you know, um, there was that huge war that happened very quickly over like seven days and people completely forgot about it. You know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, Armenia, Armenia, Azerbaijan. No, I didn't even hear about it. Yeah. See, like it was, <laughs> it was, you know, that was over, uh, you know, just, dis- you know, uh, disputed territory that mm-hmm. basically Russia was peacekeepers of. And when Russia invaded Ukraine and they got tied up, Abba Bajan was like, all right, well, Russia's too busy now. They're probably not going to defend it. Let's just take it. And that was a very quick seven-day war. Um, mm-hmm. But that is going to that may lead to Abba Bajan taking more and creating a land corridor to Turkey, their, their best friends and trade partners. So, I mean, they're just all these kind of land grabs now. All these countries are like, well, the world is busy. Russia's mm-hmm. busy. The U.S. is busy. Let's uh, see what we can do, and maybe we can become more powerful. We can be richer, or we can, mm-hmm. like, you know, take back what may or may not have been ours a thousand years ago or a couple hundred mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, I have some some very positive views. Um, uh-huh. Coming back to America has been cool. You know, I think I'm, I'm sure a little bit the holiday season, but people here generally seem nicer and more cordial to each other. Infrastructure. In the, at least the places I've been passing through have been better. Like Newark Airport used to be like the worst place in the world to go through. And now it's like really, at least the parts I was in were really nice, very modern. Immigration was a breeze. A lot of automation on, on like on that front. Immigration officers are very pleasant, you know, like just like small things like that make a huge difference when coming in and leaving the country in terms of, you know, impressions. Innovation here is still incredible. I feel I feel positive about, you know, the state of the country and where where it's going to go. I mean, it's always this 800 pound gorilla of the politics and and the media, which I think now everyone can fully agree, like just totally a mess. I don't know. I don't know how that gets solved. But the underlying spirit of Americans uh, and the innovation here is is incredible. And like if that's enough to uh, continue moving forward, like on a global level, I feel very positive about things. If you can, if you can put the war aside, which is a tough one, but if you can, if you can look past that, you have some really positive things happening that should shape up for a better future. So like on one hand, you have clean energy is taking over, EVs are taking over, not as aggressively in like in the West, but certainly in Asia and like in China specifically, EVs are, are king. Even in Thailand, you're starting to see a ton of BYDs, BYD dealerships everywhere. And that seems to be a hottest selling car in Thailand right now, which is is awesome to see happening in a, in a developing country. So clean energy, you've got lab grown meat, which is a really important one to me that's really starting to become commercialized. And I think everyone's going to start seeing it on menus quite soon. And we can get ri- rid of this travesty of of factory farming globally at a accelerating rate. AI, I think, is obviously much more expertise than I have. But what I see is, I think in in our lifetimes, it's going to make us. It's going to make super abundance without risking anything to us. I think that the the major risk of AI will be 30, 40 years down the road, and hopefully, we get some controls in place to make it more sustainable and more human friendly. But I, I see it just becoming a massive boost to the economy and creating more abundance and and shorter working hours for for most humans. And then also, you know, what's what's been kind of the story of the year for me and what I see also taking shaping up around the world is people are becoming more mindful and and um, through meditation. And even in the US, like people I talk to, a lot of people have a 10 or 15 minute a day meditation practice, which I was like, shocked by. And I think that's a very good indicator for the future of the world and, and humanities to get a little bit more mindful, a little bit more aware and, and you know, more compassionate. So 
I, th I think there's some very good things shaping up just generally not even looking directly at the the financials and the economy but then on the other hand like it's very interesting to go back and read through through history like right now i'm reading parts of the bible psalms specifically and it's like reading read, reading accounts of people through history you realize like the more things change there's that old quote more things change the more they remain the same mm -hmm. and it's like okay yes there's been all this innovation and all this technology and you know the way we live is different but really it's the same struggle it's the same you know there's it's the duality of life there's there's always light and always darkness there's always peace there's always war there's always joy there's always sorrow it's like there's always these opposites and will we ever get past war and will we ever get past racism and all these things and you would want to say yes but you kind of go through history and you like eh, nothing's really actually changed through history and and maybe maybe those things will always be there that's just the the way of the world i like your outlook sam it's very positive and it's a very nice new year's kickoff i appreciate mm -hmm. that i'm glad we have that balance in life mm -hmm. where we have the yin and the yang we have the optimist the pessimist right. yeah so yeah. let's see how 2024 kicks off uh what are your plans in 2024, when am I going to see you? How long are you staying out in South Carolina? What are you, what are you yeah. up to? Well, I'll see you in a couple of weeks, Johnny. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. In fact, I think you're coming into Bangkok because uh, Kevin Shea is coming into town. I think we'll have Tang from Art of FX and we'll try to get the four of us together. Is that right? Or Yeah. yeah. So it's funny. <laughs> Kevin wrote me saying, hey, I'm going to be coming to Bangkok. I'll be staying at the, was it Kemp, Kempington or something? Kempski? Kempinski, yeah. Not super Kempinski. nice new hotel. And he's like, you know, you want to come hang out for a few days? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, you know, I'll check, I'll, I'll check hotel prices. It's like $400 a night or something. Yeah, right? no, you're not staying there. It's like yeah. the most expensive hotel in the city now. <laughs> so I, I'm staying at a place. And, you know, at first I was like, oh, I kind of, you know, I have a place an hour and a half away. And John Chin, like, I feel kind mm -hmm. of like a, it's, it's a waste to um, to get another ho like a hotel. And the thing is, I'm, I'm getting such a good deal for my hotel in Jompton. Mm -hmm. I'm literally paying like, I think something like $250 or $300 a month. I realize that if I get a $100 a night hotel and I stay for three nights, that basically doubles my accommodation budget for the month and i feel a little bit silly doing that why don't you just get like a why don't you just get a hostel for a couple nights or don't even don't even stay the night just take a just come in and leave you know have lunch hang out for the afternoon and go back no it's a, it's a long trip i'm not gonna do that uh so instead so i'm staying three nights but i found the cheapest possible hotel so i have my private room but it's not a nice place it's have you ever stayed at oyo oyo yeah 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 so this one probably was a really bad like two-star hotel that the oil company goes in they like you know put a coat of paint on it put on some mm -hmm. new sheets you know and just spoof it up a bit and i'm staying there for 30 what was it 30 something bucks for three nights oh my gosh that's ten dollars a night yeah shows shows the yeah we're talking about duality showing the showing the kempinski where kevin shea is staying at 400 a night and then ten dollars a night where johnny's staying yeah and you know it's it's a commoner way, so it's a you know half a mile walk, uh, easy to get to. I'll probably yeah. just hang out there, use his pool, use his sauna, hang out there, yeah. just sleep in mine. Yeah, it's cool. It's a brand new hotel. It's it's worth checking out. I'll, I'll probably hang out there with you guys as well. So back to your question, I'll see you in a couple. I'll see you in a couple weeks there, and then hopefully a little bit more. I know you're going to be down in Jamtian for at least a few months. I think till mm -hmm. March. Yep. So yeah, we should see each other quite a bit. My plan for the new year is I've been on on a official sabbatical since last March. I have nice. been doing a, I've been doing a couple hours of work a day, but like 
little stress. I mean, very little stress is what I mean. And this last year has been really, really good for me. I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's been such a change from what I've been doing since I was 18 years old, which is nonstop like startup and hustle and try to make it and build things. And, and I put all that stuff down last March when I was able to fully exit co-worker and I'm going to continue on this year. I've, I've, you know, no interest in getting back into any type of full-time work. You know, mm -hmm. my, my schedule this last year, what I've been working on, which I'll, I'll continue is I've been part of this, this, it's a three year long Buddhist study program where we take an, an ancient Tibetan text uh, and we basically read two pages a week. And then we have a, a discussion group that lasts like two or three hours each Thursday. And and then we have to, we have a little bit of homework. And really when I, when I say like Buddhist study program, it's a how to be a better person program. It's, it's, mm -hmm. um, it's called Meta. So it's, it's loving kindness and compassion. Okay. And they believe the Tibetan Mayana tradition believe that's the, the path to enlightenment. And so that's like, you know, that's a big piece of my week, actually, because there's a lot of preparation work that goes into it. But compared to reading a book like that in the course of a week, compared to reading it over three years and dissecting it, man, I've gotten so much value out of that. You know, like how many okay. books have we read over the course of our lives? And it makes an impact on you for like a week and then you consume some new content and like you've forgotten mm -hmm. about it, right? So that's that's kind of a big piece. Johnny, I've been, I've went to a meditation retreat that you and I talked about about five weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I've continued meditating each day since. Guess how many, guess how much time I'm spending meditating each day? Uh, it's hard to do anything more than an hour or so. I can't imagine to be that. So I'm I'm meditating now very consistently two hours a day. Wow. Yeah, I I, I I feel it. think it's, it's wild too. Yeah. <laughs> it's I never would have thought I would have gotten to two hours a day. You know, going into the meditation retreat, I was ten minutes a day, twenty minutes a day. If I if I even did it each day, you know, and then afterwards, yeah. I need like I feel like I need that two hours a day. If I don't get the two hours in, I kind of start feeling a little edgy, yeah. irritated. So. I'm going to I'm going to make a commitment to myself to continue doing 2 hours a day for the entire year. Okay. And and then I want to you know want to kind of like journal I'm journaling about it and see what the effects are and be able to share that of course with listeners because I think it's yeah it's kind of going into an un unknown realm in a way, right? I definitely think I need to have a bit more meditation even if it's just 10 minutes a day just mm -hmm. clear my mind. But I always just feel like it's such a waste of time. You know not that I don't have 10 minutes a day, but for me doing something like uh, swimming or like if I went, you know, kayaking or for even just like walking in nature, it feels a little bit like I get the same benefit of meditation, Yeah, and, you know, clearing my mind, not, not doing any of those things, but also at least like I'm, I'm doing something, I'm, I'm getting some physical exercise. I'm like, it's, it's not just me sitting there. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand it. That's always been why I cut out at like 15 minutes because that 15 minutes, if, if you, if you do 15 minutes a day, you get quite good at it. You can really settle the mind and get to a place of peace. And then I'm like, well, why would I continue doing any more than that? Like I've already touched it. I, I know it's there, you know, now I want to go do something else. So I, I get that. I think I feel like I'm still making gains, so I want to keep doing it. But I have talked to people that have been, have done it like an hour or two hours a day. And then they're like, yeah, that was cool. But now I, I found like the sweet spots, like 30 minutes a day, because I want to do other things. Um, yeah. So I could understand yeah, that, it, that. It, it goes back to that right now at two hours a day, it's making it's making everything else I do in the day better. Like when I go for a walk in nature, okay. you know, I'm more present and I find I enjoy like the simple things a lot more. So 
Yeah, yeah I th- I'm, that's gonna that's gonna be my lifestyle plan for the year. I'm gonna keep it pretty easy. I'll probably be mostly in Asia. I'm gonna do some some trips to like I'm gonna go to Nepal in April. Okay, and kind of go like hiking, but also do a little bit of like a, a meditation retreat and yeah, study some languages. Man, I don't you know keep it easy. Sabbatical, baby, like a real true chilling sabbatical. I like it. How about actually, you, Johnny? I'm gonna do something. I'm actually gonna do something pretty similar. Uh, yeah. I've committed myself to swim every day, and swim, I would really okay. like to swim longer. You know, now like when I have, you know, one of the one of the reasons why I like living in Thailand is I always have a pool. Even the mm. place I'm staying now in Chiang Mai, it's 17 bucks a night. I have a pool. Okay, but I can never get myself to swim for longer than like 10 minutes. I just kind of get bored. Yeah, you know. So my my goal was really to you know, swim for at least half an hour a day and just like nonstop, just like that. Cause it, it gives me the physical benefits, but also the mental benefits clear my mind being off the computer. I just, you know, I just feel better. So that's, that's gonna be my goal. And is that, is that going to be your main, your main, uh, physical thing? Yeah. Like also lift weights and do a couple other things. No, no Muay Thai. Like yeah. I, ironically, I'm actually living across my Muay Thai gym and I looked at it and I was like, ah, I have zero desire to, Mm-hmm. you know to hit anything anymore oh you know i'll lift weights and do like stuff like that like i'll probably you know move to the gym tomorrow but really like if i just swam and did like you know some some pull-ups and push-ups mm-hmm. and some light weights i'll be pretty happy the other thing i want to do more is walk thailand is not kind of like the, it's not really the best place to walk especially when it's hot but this uh this spring i'm going to be in greece and then albania by the coast oh, awesome yeah, Sardinia. Have you have you ever been there or heard of it? Sardinia, it, like Italy's yeah. coast. No, uh, Sardinia maybe it's Albania. Sor- oh no, you know that there's only one country in Europe I haven't been to, and that's Albania. Well, if you want to go, I'll be there. I think all of May. Oh, that's cool because I'm coming back to Europe in May. Yeah. Okay. Saranda. Saranda. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, it seems like a nice little beautiful place. Uh, Dude, that's lots of old that, history. That's so funny you say that because this is the, this I've realized is my favorite thing about living in Europe. The number one thing I enjoy living in Europe for, and that's for walking. Oh, yeah. And because in Thailand, I literally never walk. In Chiang Mai, yeah. if you get up at seven and you want to take a, like a five minute walk around Neiman, it's kind of pleasant, but it's not. Yeah. Like, yeah it's kind of pleasant. Bangkok, yeah. <laughs> forget about it. Uh, unless you want to, you know, get to one of the parks and it's still like, even at eight o'clock at night, it's still blistering hot. Yeah. Tian, like you could do the same, like a morning walk on the beach or a night walk. But generally speaking, it's not like a, a pleasant place to walk. And I miss yeah, that so yeah. much spending spending some years in Europe, like every morning in Europe, every afternoon. I'm, I'm walking like 20,000 steps in a day when I'm in Barcelona. I just love, yeah. I love walks. It's like part of the day, listening to audiobooks, looking up at the trees, looking at the architecture. It's, it's like, it's awesome. It's like, yeah. it's such an important thing to me but unfortunately in thailand i don't i don't really get it yeah i, I ab- absolutely agree it's it's not the roads aren't really built for it i used to go to that hiking trail every day the, the monk trail when i was living in uh-huh. Chiang Mai. yeah but you know that still involves riding your motorbike yeah. through traffic up there it's uh-huh. you know it's hot it's sweaty yeah but like when i'm living in crane i'm just walking like if i want to go eat lunch 20 30 minutes you, mm. you walk there it's just like it's yeah like after lunch, you walk home, you're like, ah, okay, it's, you know, 20, 30 minutes away, let's just walk home. Yeah, I've done some of those walks with you in Ukraine. It, it's nice. 
is yeah. it's like any, anywhere in Europe, even the big cities in Europe, London, Paris, yeah. et cetera, they're still very, very nice to walk. So you're going to be in, you're going to be in Albania and Greece, you said? Yeah. So my plans are January, February, and then the first half of March, I'll be here in Thailand, mm -hmm. mostly in Jomton. And then I'm going to Taiwan to go visit my parents, actually. Well, actually, I'm mm -hmm. flying my parents out. I, uh, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to see them. I didn't want to go back to the US. So I said, let me buy you a ticket somewhere to Asia. Where do you want to go? And they said Taiwan. Mm -hmm. So I'll be seeing okay. all of them end of March for two weeks. The homeland. And from, the motherland. Yeah. From Taiwan, I'm going to be flying through Singapore to Athens. And I'll spend a month there. I'm not sure what I'm going to do in Greece yet because uh, it'll be spring. It's, it's actually perfect timing because like, you know, April... In, in Greece, it's not hot yet, but it'll be like, it'll be decent. It won't be freezing, you know? It'll be very nice. Yeah. It'll be very nice. Yeah. And it won't be high season, so there won't be too many tourists there yet. Yeah. Yeah. And, nice. And then I, th I just looked it up. It'll be 20 Celsius at night and 12, uh, no, no, 20 at, during the day and 12 at night. So that's okay. what, 60, so may, 70 or something? I may come, I don't have a return flight to, to Europe, but I need to be in Spain at the end of May. So maybe I'll, I'll fly to Greece with you. Yeah, yeah. Come to Greece. That would be cool. Hang out. Yeah. And then, yeah, it looks like it'll be about 70 during the day and 53 at night, which is perfect for walking. Very nice. Just oh, beautiful. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, May in uh, Albania will be just warm enough to start swimming, but it won't be mm -hmm. hot. It's not tour season actually doesn't start until June or July. So, mm. yeah, it'd be perfect. Let, let, let's do it. So your, your New Year plan, aside from swimming... <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna are you planning to be working um no no more work like, <laughs> but actually you're you gonna be doing your youtube youtube still work right but yeah but it's it's, it's creative outlet that i enjoy so mm -hmm. i'm very fortunate to have that actually i've been thinking a lot about about money re uh, lately and what else i want to do with it so this is a good segue we should take a little quick break say goodbye to the public segment and we'll hop back into our Patreons where we can open our books, open our accounting, spill our 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 guts and our fears and our accounting books. Realize and our losses. Yeah. Because <laughs> there has been a lot this, this quarter, unfortunately. So uh, thank you to the Patreons for supporting us. If you guys want access to the full episode, please go to investlikeaboss.com and click on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. You can have access to these quarterly updates mm -hmm. as well as our quarterly masterminds and just help out the show. So thanks so much, Sam. See you back here in just a minute. Thanks for listening to the Best Like a Boss podcast. Join our mailing list at investlikeaboss.com to get exclusive access to our insider investment portfolios and our private members forum. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends and leave us a review in the iTunes store. It helps more than you know. See you guys next week.